Genre. to Back to the Future Minute, No Roads Edition, the weekend edition of the Back to the Future Minute podcast. I'm Scott Corelli. I'm Nick Jimenez and the news. Hey, he's alive. I'm back. Yeah. I'm back. Yeah, sorry <laughs> for, um, yeah, I hope our listeners weren't too put off by my absence this past week. Um, I'm fine. Uh the internet at that place that I was recording is fine, I guess. Um, uh, yeah, but it was a good, it was a good week. It was a good week. Um, a lot of, uh, yeah, a lot of cool discussion. Um, yeah, yeah, I, I think it went uh, pretty well. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, Michael Barity was uh, was a great guest, I think. Um, uh, you know, we tried our best to hold the fort down. I do think that those mi- those, those episodes are missing a little. Uh, uh, you know, something undescribable, which sure. is, uh, the, the Nick Jimenez in the news portion of the show. Uh-huh. Um, but, uh, I'm sure there are some iTunes reviewers that, uh, were actually kind of relieved about that though. <laughs> oh, you're adorable. You think they still listen to the show? Oh, that's true. That's true. They wouldn't <laughs> like, I'm going to keep uh, listening on the I'm off chance. I'm going to keep listening one star <laughs> on the off chance that he's gone sometimes. <laughs> Uh, yeah, but yeah, so, so thanks, big, big thanks to, to Michael Barrity for, uh, holding down the fort, uh, with me. I think, I think they ended up being, uh, yeah, I think they ended up being solid episodes. Um, if, uh, if a little, a little, uh, different tonally, um, without, uh, without Mr. Nick. Yeah. Well, sure. You know, different different people bring different uh, chemistry out of each other. You know, right, right, right. Uh, but you know, uh, we this is actually going out in the main feed. We're having a bit of a, a, a like a Patreon uh, free free preview weekend kind of thing. Uh, so we've thought that uh, since Nick wasn't on the show this past week to talk about minutes 23 through 25, we would talk about minutes 23 through 25 with Nick on this weekend edition, which we'll be doing a little bit later. And I figured since we're doing something like that, um, we should put it on the main feed. Yeah. It's a, it's a little, you got, do you remember when you would get uh, HBO free for like a month? Right, right, right. Well, it's a weekend usually. Yeah. That was so that was so. That was such a. But it always, felt like a month because all you did was just watch HBO. You got to soak yeah. up every second of it. I have to watch Road to El Dorado again. <laughs> uh, and it always had those. Uh, do you remember? Like, I don't know if it still does that. Um, but at the time, there was always this thing where it would it would between shows or between movies, it would cut to like some HBO, some actor. 
who was hired by HBO to pretend they work for HBO. Uh, and right. They're like the call. The the numbers are open. If you like what you see, you know, order HBO by calling this number. And it looked like a like a like a telethon. Those things? Yeah, telethon. It looked like a telethon. It's like. You're just selling HBO subscriptions. Yeah, like you're not you're not PBS. You're not like a you're publicly funded. You don't need these like subscriptions to survive. Right. Well, well, I mean they I mean I guess they probably do, but yeah, but but, but, they're, but that they're the opposite of PBS. Of, uh, yeah, PBS. They're literally as privatized as you can get. <laughs> and quite in a sad twist of irony, uh, uh, the program Sesame Street would later immigrate from PBS to HBO. Oh, right. Yeah, that's true. I mean, I think they're still playing on PBS, but now like HBO gets like those hot new episodes of Sesame Street. Right. So right. if you if you want to keep up with the narrative now, you have to subscribe to HBO. Well, they've always uh, HBO has always played around with children's programming that never. Oh, man. Do you never guys remember, quite work. Did you get HBO family ever? Yeah, at some point. I mean, I don't think I ever like watched it. HBO on, Family. I don't think I ever watched it on any sort of regularity. But is they, it not a thing anymore? I'm sure it is. But they okay. back in back in like the 90s to early 2000s, they uh, they had like shows like Crash Box. Um, they had a show called The Worst Witch that I was obsessed with. It's basically Harry Potter. <laughs> Like five years before Harry Potter, it's actually a little bit of a controversy. I don't think she like stole it at all, but there's a lot of like weird mm. sim- similarities. Like there's a mean potions teacher. There's um there's like uh, a bully that's like her rival. Uh, but it's about really? like yeah, but it's about this witch named Mildred who's like the worst witch, and everyone tells her as such every day. Mm. Like you're the worst witch, and she's like, oh. Well, it's, I mean, you know, great great artists. Like good artists borrow, great artists steal. I don't know. Yeah. Oh no. I mean, I'm sure. I I, I doubt it. I think it's like a coincidence. But there's some yeah. there's some there's some angry, uh, worst witch fans that are like she stole that from worst witch. Well, there's always there's always fans that claim that. Remember the fans, uh, the the Twilight fans that claimed that uh, the Wolfman was ripping off, uh, Stephanie Meyer because oh. she created werewolves. Yeah. Oh, yeah. man. Remember when that's <laughs> what we were the most mad at as a culture was Twilight? <laughs> yeah. Like, I was, uh, 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 Kristen Stewart hosted SNL this past weekend, and I was, uh, just seeing, I was, I haven't, I haven't seen any clips yet, but I, I love Kristen Stewart. I think she's one of our greatest actresses. Um, come at me, Reddit bros. But, uh, it's so weird how, like, 10 years ago, we were like, oh, Twilight's the worst thing ever. And now we're like, help us. <laughs> like the idea of getting that mad about um, about a, a young adult film book franchise just seems so quaint. it wasn't but it wasn't ever the franchise that people hated it was the fans that people hated. that's that's true i mean like i because they were very off-putting well I will I, say. <laughs> that's true i mean I, I never tried to go to comic-con with them you know what i mean yeah i never right. had to didn't they didn't like stop didn't they like used to like just crowd the con and like wait in line for like a day and like mess everything up. Yeah. Yeah. They did. Yeah. Cause, cause uh, uh, I, I believe if I remember correctly, the twilight panel was on Saturday in yeah. hall H. And so they crowded the hall H line so that you couldn't go to anything in hall H 
Yeah. Like, like it was only Twilight fans. And then uh and then as soon as the Twilight thing was over, they like bailed and like like from the entire con. They just like left. Oh. And so and so they ruined everything like economically. Right. Because you couldn't get tickets, you couldn't get li- in line for Hall H and no one was selling anything because they weren't buying anything. Oh, I got you. So got it you. was just a it was like a complete disaster. Um, uh, um they were kind of like um it's like when you only want to see the opener. Yeah. Like one time uh, me and my friend Sierra, we paid for tickets to go see The Fray. Just because, uh-huh. just because we wanted to see Isley. Oh, remember Isley, guys? Yeah, I remember. I did that with um, Stone Temple Pilots. I bought <laughs> Stone Temple Pilots tickets because their they were uh, their opener was Green Day. Oh, well, you don't seem to, a, you don't seem like I a wa- Stone Temple Pilots guy. That's that that's interesting to me. No, I know. Oh, because Green Day. Okay, cool. Yeah, that literally what you just described, and then you were like, "That's weird. Why would you go to a Stone Temple Pilots concert?" <laughs> I, um, I, I forget yeah. that you really like Green Day. Yeah, well, I mean, I, 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 I like Green Day fine now, but they were my favorite band ever when I saw. Oh, when I went to that concert. Of course, I think they're everyone's yeah. favorite band for a little bit. I was like fourteen, I think. That's that. That's um, the. That's the. That, that, that's how old I was when American Idiot came out. Yeah, I think that's so. like the prime. A the prime Green Day age is fourteen, right? Uh, right. Which is weird because like Billy Joe Armstrong is like fifty eight now. <laughs> is that that can't be true? No, right? no, he's like in his forties. Okay. okay. <laughs> um. Um. Anyway, so. <laughs> uh. So yeah. So that was uh. Michael Barity this week was good. We're gonna get to. Nick's missing minutes, missing thoughts on the minutes uh, later in the episode. <sighs> but a uh, couple of a uh, couple of things. Um, one, I just wanted to update everyone on the stickers situation. Uh, I have ordered the stickers. Yay! And, uh, and I actually was just told. I posted an update on our Patreon. Um, about uh, ordering the stickers. And then I actually got an update today that they had been shipped. So oh, cool. Uh, I might end up getting them a little earlier than I thought I was going to, which is pretty cool. Uh, but yeah, as soon as they get those, they'll be getting, um, they'll be getting shipped out. I, I ordered more than was necessary. Um, because, uh, yeah, I mean, if you guys, if you become patron before I ship those out, let's say I'm going to ship them out on the 15th. That'll be my goal. Um, if I ship them out on the 15th, if you become a Patreon subscriber before the 15th, then you'll be added to the list and you'll get a sticker too. So, yeah, stickers uh, probably, you know, they're going to go out a week after next. Um, if you are outside the country... I don't know how long that's going to take. I'll keep you updated. <laughs> yeah, sorry, guys. But I mean, it'll happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It'll happen. Um, what what I might do if it if it costs a lot of money um, to, to, to do that, you'll still get your stickers. But what I might do is make it more of like for the for our outside the U.S. folks, supporters, uh, I'll, I'll do it in batches. So I'll wait until we have like three months of stickers and then I'll, I'll ship them in one thing because to make it worth it. Yeah. Well, yeah, because my, my thought process is like, 
having an extra sticker in an envelope isn't going to really affect the weight much. So it's not going to cost any more than if there's only one sticker in it. So it's all about the weight, yo. Yeah, I might as well, you know, ship a bunch together. I don't know. We'll 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 see how it works. Um yeah. I'll I'll investigate when I go to ship all of the other ones and uh I'll make uh I'll make some decisions about our international listeners. Um but how, uh, how grateful are we, by the way? How grateful I am. I mean, I want to say, I don't, I'm, I'm, I'm sure I can speak for you on this, but how grateful are we to even have international listeners? That's pretty dope. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Um, so yeah, if you're, if you're outside the list, if you're outside of the U S you will get the stickers that are owed to you. It's just, we might wait until it's like worth, not worth, but you know, I mean like it's, 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 it's money and we want to make sure that it's, we're spending it the the smartest way. Right. Because we want to get, we, we want to still be paying for, we want to give you guys the things that you, uh, should be getting rewarded with, but then we also need to pay for other things because we have stuff in the pipeline that uh that are all happening right now mm-hmm. and they're taking basically like all of the money that we're getting in um so uh which you'll be hearing about uh soon very soon actually yeah. um but uh yeah so uh stickers happening stickers. happening soon and happening monthly uh by closer to the end of the month i will post another um, another, uh, uh, poll to figure out what our sticker next month will be. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, so look out for that. Um, and of course, uh, our next goal is for a new podcast for Nick and myself, uh, doing like sort of an entertainment news discussion show, mm-hmm. uh, with, with, with Nick and myself, where you guys, the Patreon, the, the Patreon supporters, choose what stories we talk about yeah yeah so um that'll be uh i think that would be fun if there was any doubt that i didn't love you guys we're doing another podcast (laughs) right um yeah i've got i've got that there's 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 at least three upcoming ones that i'm doing um oh right not not even counting not even counting the uh, the one that we haven't hit our goal for yet. So yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, and you can read all about that one on the Patreon. But yeah, you are also uh, you have a couple uh, without me, but not like in a not show way. I just I will. Right. Uh, <laughs> it's like you have you have two dueling genre podcasts coming up. Right. Right. Yeah, I do with different um, hosts. Right, which will be, uh, which will be, which will be really. There's no way to say that without it sounding. I know, yeah, but like, <laughs> like mean or bad or like. No, when you when you find out what they are and you find out who the co-hosts are, you're like, oh, that makes sense. Yeah, 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 totally. Um. So anyway, uh, so lots of stuff to look for there. Um, want to give out our listener of the week award again, a throwback award. Uh, cause this one, you know, we, we give out this award based on comments made in the past week, not mm. comments made about the episodes that came out in the last week. Oh, um, okay. Yeah. So this is, uh, this is a throwback award to someone who is going back and listening to the show for the first time. Um, and this is on minute 27 of back to the future. Mm-hmm. And uh, Lacey, who is our com- our listener of the week, our commenter of the week, uh, says that 
she just wanted to say that when Marty gets excited about whether or not the car runs on regular gasoline, and this is this is relevant because I think we uh, we talk we talked about that a little bit. I think with Chris Eliopoulos a mm-hmm. couple weeks ago, and we do, it does keep coming up this season um, because of the uh, the gasoline issues that that arise yes. uh, in the plot, but. Um, uh, Lacey says, I do agree that part of it shows the nature of his relationship with Doc and Marty getting excited about cool stuff happening, but I've always primarily interpreted the line as Marty looking to see if he could use the DeLorean to go camping with Jennifer now that his family's car is wrecked. In his sweet hormonal brain, if if the car runs on regular gasoline, he can borrow it from Doc, fill it right up, and finally get deflowered at the lake. <laughs> oh, I just love the idea of Marty being like deflowered. Yeah. But yeah, I, I really liked that. I thought that was yeah, uh, that is good. I, yeah. Yeah. I think that's really good. I never thought of that as a, as a possibility, but I, I really like it a lot. So, um, Lacey thinking outside the box and, uh, it's a, it's a good comment. Um, a couple of other ones that I did want to talk about because, uh, they, they they make some good points. Um, also on the site, on minute 18, thinking fourth dimensionally, Hill Valley Preservation Society suggested that maybe the gravel medium, uh, this is in in terms of the, we were talking about how the gravel in the drive-in theater would cause drag, which would not allow, uh, would not allow the DeLorean to get up to 88 miles per hour. Uh The suggestion here is that maybe the gravel medium was the reason Doc was checking and adjusting the pressure in the tires. He's he's the Doc, so of course he would think of that. Mm -hmm. And so, like the reason he's adjusting the the pressure in the tires is to make up for the fact that it's driving on gravel rather than road. Oh, interesting. Yeah, I thought that was a pretty good uh, a pretty good idea. I really liked that. Um, And then. Uh, the other runner up that I have to mention comes from Katrina on the Facebook uh, Listener Preservation Society group. Uh, she says regarding where Marty could have discovered Clint Eastwood and Westerns, she thinks that Doc may have been the biggest influence. After all, Doc loves the Old West. And she loves the idea of Doc and Marty broing out and having movie nights with Einstein. Oh, sure. Yeah. You know what's really interesting to me is as much as I love these two science boys, I it's difficult for me to imagine them just hanging out. Like they seem like one of the things I love about them is they're they're very they're very mul I I've I've said this before, they're very Mulder and Scully in that they tend to communicate to each other how much they mean to each other, like through their work. Like, I don't know. Like, I mean, I'm sure they have hung out, but I just can't imagine them not like working on solving a problem. Right. Or I can't see Marty like calling up Doc and be like, hey, Doc, uh, you want to go see uh, First Blood in- at the movies? <laughs> okay. First Blood. Yeah, that came out. That came out before 85, right? I don't know. I just just the idea of Marty suggesting that movie of all movies. Well, he couldn't get in without Doc. 
Oh, that's a good point. Yeah. Actually, yeah, I do like the idea that Doc Gout helps Marty get into R-rated movies. That's Come on, cute. Doc. Let's go see Porky's. Come on, Doc. I, see, <laughs> I don't want to see that with my dad. It's well, weird. remember in the in the original draft of Back to the Future, they were video pirates. That's I think about that a lot. Yeah. I think about how much better that movie would have been if they were <laughs> if they were video pirates. Yeah, that one. That's that, how he made his. Well, I just I love the idea that they're like we have to make up. We have to we have to figure out how how Doc would have all this money to build this time machine. So they're video pirates and they sell the bootleg videos and blah blah blah. And then finally, one of them, one of the Bobs, was yeah. just like, or he's just rich. <laughs> and I was like, oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> or he just inherited money from his family, right? Or he's just rich, like. Who cares? That's such a writer, like, the mistake to make. Yeah. Oh, like, to overthink that? Yeah. yeah. O- overthinking it and trying to justify stuff and then just eventually being like, wait, what are we doing? Right. Totally. He's rich. Occam's yeah. razor. I love that. Yeah, that's really great. Um, Okay. So that's uh, that's our, our listeners of the week. Yeah. Good job, guys. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> um, I looked up Back to the Future news. The only thing that I really found was uh, a clickbaity kind of article where uh, they're like, oh, w- w- Leah Thompson wants a Back to the Future Part 4. But she didn't say that. She said if there was a Back to the Future Part 4, she would open. She would be open to being in it because she's an actress who would want work. And this seems like an obvious connection. Like, yes. I don't imagine. I mean, Imagine someone coming up to you, like, just like a right, like a, you're you're at like a, you're at like a grocery store, right? Uh huh. And just someone's like, "Hey, would you be interested in uh, like re of going back to like a job you had, but it like pays double and you can work?" It's like, yeah, I don't know. It just like th- th- right. those those kind of quest th- those kind of clickbaity things always really bug me. Mm-hmm. Like when it's like you like oh like uh, Chris Pratt said he'd be open to being in a DC movie. It's like, of course, yeah, he's it's, an actor. He likes it, to work. Why it's, not? It's work. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. It's really it's really silly. Actually, now that now that uh, now that you say that, I suddenly got a mental image. I mean, my my number one pick for Shazam slash Captain Marvel, but. He'll be Shazam in the movie because they can't call him Captain Marvel. I no, don't think. Of course not. Um, Why would they? Well, yeah, but uh, I think that's like a somewhat recent, like uh, copyright change uh, or something. Okay, so yeah. so so uh, I'm 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 hesitant. I know you know the answer to this, but I don't. Can you give me like a Cliff Notes version of why Captain Marvel is allowed to like look? Are there? He, he came. For, he came first. He came. He came first, right? Yeah, he came like Captain Marvel, like the the Shazam comic, and yeah. and Captain Marvel like predate uh, the Silver Age. I think. I think they're like right on the cusp of the Silver Age. Yeah, near the end of the Golden Age. So they're they're pre Marvel. Um. So when so when Captain when Captain Marvel. Okay, wait. So it was Marvel, right? He was first. But mm, you mean at Mar at Marvel? Over, at Marvel o- Comics? Over at Marvel, yeah. Yeah, at Marvel Comics, yeah. Marvel was first. Marvel was uh seventies, I think. Late sixties, What was his name? Captain Marvel? Yes. 
How did that? How was that? How was that allowed back then? Because no one owned the no one owned the 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 comic book company that owned Captain Marvel. It went out of business. Oh, so they were and just then, like right. And so then Marvel was like, oh well, we'll just call our character Captain Marvel because like no one reads those old Shazam comics anyway. So who cares? And then DC bought the Shazam family characters and uh, came out with a comic called Shazam because they couldn't call the comic Captain Marvel because Marvel owned the title Captain uh, Marvel. And so uh, at some point, I think recently DC finally gave up the battle yeah, and just started calling their, their characters Shazam and, uh, and the comic Shazam. I personally, I think it makes more sense for the Captain Marvel name to be with DC, not with Marvel, because mm-hmm. I think at Marvel it comes off to people who don't read comics as like kind of cheesy. It's like, oh, it's like, is, is she like the main one? Is she like the main yeah, one? right, yeah. What, what what is she? Captain Comic Book? I don't understand. Yeah, um, yeah. It's it's like it's it's like a weird branding. What's cheesy gonna, thing. It's going to be so weird after Captain Marvel comes out, which I'm so excited about, by the way. Uh-huh. Um, hearing characters in the movie say the word Marvel a lot, unless uh, they do, unless they just I, I, unless I they just like, call her like Captain Danvers or whatever. I feel like we'll get over it fairly quickly. Mm-hmm. I think. Um, but yeah, at first it'll be a little weird. But I, I think the hardest part is going to be the marketing for that movie. Yeah, uh, because of the name. I mm-hmm. think will be the hardest part. But anyway, what I was going to say is when you said Chris Pratt. Oh, yeah. Like my my number one, my number one, because they're trying to get that Shazam movie off the ground with The Rock as as uh, yeah. as uh, Black Adam. Yes. And uh, hashtag, my, my, hashtag pray for DC. Yeah. Well, and my, my number one choice for Captain Marvel is Channing Tatum. Oh, yeah. Uh, He'd be great. Because I think he would be awesome. But Chris Pratt wouldn't be bad either. Mm-hmm. Chris Pratt. Because the, the trick to to casting a Captain Marvel is they have to be able to uh, exude like a childish glee. They have to be like big and like, you know, look like they could beat somebody up, but then they also, they need to look like a superhero, but they also have to be like Tom Hanks and big yeah, because they're, they're actually a child. Um, <laughs> yeah. So oh. I, I, I love the idea of Channing Tatum playing that character, but Chris Pratt would actually work as well. Remember that? Um, really... I just always hesitate about saying Chris Pratt because people say Chris Pratt for everything. Sure, of course, um, yeah, yeah. Uh, but man, remember that one really sad, intense comic where Superman found out that that Shazam was like a, a child? Oh yeah, he was like, he's yeah. a child. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's pretty, and we, well, because he felt guilty because I think they had just gotten into a fight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He like yelled at him. Yeah, he like he like punched a child. Like, what are you stupid? You know, like like he was like, I'm sorry, I'm just a little boy. And he was like, Oh my god. (laughs) Right. Uh anyway. uh, Speaking of little boys. Okay. Here we go. So so minute 23 uh began with Marty getting slapped uh at the at the fence he's unconscious um by the uh the fence of the McFly farm mm-hmm. and ends with Maggie introducing herself as Maggie to a McFly. stunned 
Marty. Yeah. So, uh, so, so initial thoughts. Um, Michael J. Fox's line delivery of Maggie is really awesome. Yeah. Maggie! <laughs> Can I, unpopular opinion, I think Seamus McFly is the best non-Marty character that Michael J. Fox plays in this trilogy. Is that is that a controversial opinion? Not con- I mean, I because I know not a lot of people are crazy about Seamus McFly, but I think compared but I to think like inarguably, I I don't I don't think it's it's even arguable that it's not the best. Okay, cool, good. Non non Marty character uh, that Michael J. Fox plays, yeah. including one, including what old- are the other options? The other options are Marty Junior and Marlene. Like no, yeah, <laughs> or he, I I would say he's even better as Seamus than like older Marty McFly. Oh, no, I agree with that because older Marty McFly is, uh, I don't know, just kind of sad. sad. Yeah, you're yeah. like, oh, he's like, oh, it, it, I like it. It almost feels like like married with children or something. It's yeah, like, like really, Al Bundy. Yeah, it's just really sad. Die, I'm going to hit you. It's so weird, like loving Ed O'Neill now in Modern Family and forgetting that he I'm, I, I don't I don't I don't want to undo anyone's memories of the 90s, but I freaking hate all in the family. You uh, mean married with children? Married with children. Um, <laughs> all in the family was uh, the married with children of the seventies. Oh, that was the one with Archie Bunker, right? I like that one. That one's really awesome with Meathead, <laughs> Rob Reiner, right? Right. But yeah, I'm just letting people know I know what that is. But yeah, uh, but yeah. <laughs> it, it, so yeah, so he's there's a really adorable part where. Um, Maggie says, oh, you've been asleep for over six hours. And I'm like, that's not what a sleep is. <laughs> I know. <laughs> asleep for six hours. That's you, uh, permanent brain damage. <laughs> you've been asleep for over six months. I actually, I think I talked about this on the episode, but I, I Oh, you did, up, you did. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I looked up how, what's the max amount of time you can be out for. <laughs> it's like anything over five minutes and you, you're royally screwed. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, it's not like Marty isn't already screwed. Yeah, that's fair. So, yeah, I, I mean, you know, Leah Thompson. Uh, I, I just imagine, like, you know, those, like, party streamers, like those things you have on Christmas where you, like, you yank it and, like, confetti pops out. Right. Uh, always poppers or whatever. Yeah, poppers. Always a joy uh, to see Leah Thompson. Uh, I'm a fan. Uh, you, you guys talked about this, so I don't want to go over too much. But I really do love um, there's a really cool like little photo of like a little man and a little lady next to Maggie mm-hmm. and just little details like that are really cool. Um, so one of the things that you guys mentioned um, is the the difference between the the three times that this happens in the trilogy. Right. Um, and I totally agree. I think that it is it, it's cool that they just open on. Being like, hey, it's Leah Thompson, because the joke isn't the the reveal isn't that it's Leah Thompson. The reveal is like the joke is that Marty McFly or Michael J. Fox doesn't know who this is. Right. Right. Um. So, yeah. So that was a really good discussion you guys had. Um. And yeah. Just, what do you what do you think about about uh, Leah Thompson playing a different character that whole broken family tree thing oh that yeah that stuff it doesn't really bother me because i'm kind of in the bob gale 
camp where it's like, yeah, they're just to me. I'm one of my favorite movies is Cloud Atlas. Sure. And so I just kind of look at it in more of a. This is just how she appears to Marty almost. You know? Yeah. Um, Because like, yeah, the ramifications of like, oh, that's weird that it's the mom and the son playing husband and wife. But I kind of look at it more as like these two souls, these two energies reverberate throughout time and space and in this time i guess that's i guess that's one of the things that i don't i don't really take into consideration like i'm more i i get more distracted by the fact that it's obviously a baines and a mcfly yeah i i i don't ever really think about the fact that it's the mom and the son yeah oh Uh, i i I, I, see i I thought that's what people i almost think that's Yeah, well, yeah, I, I I don't ever really think about that. I just think about the broken family tree aspect of it, not the fact that it's not uh, it's not Crispin Glover and Leah Thompson. It's, I it's her say... son. Um, but I guess I guess that does. I, yeah, that that makes it a little creepier. I, guess. I I mean, look, could Elizabeth Shue have done an Irish accent? Totally. Um, and <laughs> and a part of me is like, why not just get Elizabeth Shue? But. I, I can totally. But then get, Leah Thompson's not in the movie. Yeah, I know, and I can. I, I get. I get that the filmmakers were like, well, like we we can't ha- we can't not have Leah Thompson show up in the last one, right. and you know because we already get some Jennifer Parker there at the very end. Um, how cool would it have been if like they pulled? I don't want to spoil anything, but if they pulled kind of like an abominable bride and like uh uh um Elizabeth Shue showed up like as like a crazy old prospector. <laughs> with like a big old fake mustache. Yeah. That would be cool. Although wasn't the 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 wasn't the suggestion in Abominable Bride that um it was a trans man? Oh, okay. Well, spoilers for Abominable Bride. Yeah. I thought it was that she was in disguise as a man because there was no other way for her to reach the level of employment that she had if she was a woman. Oh, because because doesn't she take off the mustache at the end when she's with it, when she's with all the other women? Oh, yeah, I think you're right. So I wouldn't. I it's, it's literally been a year. Oh, since you're fine. I, I, that, I, so. I, I just I rewatched it with my roommates like a, like a couple days ago. I might be conflating that with uh, some news, some like history, history news. I guess that makes it not news. No, you're fine. But but, the, but there, there was like a bunch of uh, articles like about. Uh, a historical figure who was a doctor who turned out t- to be a trans man. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and people kept calling, calling him a, a woman in disguise, but then other people were like, no, I think they, that, that he was just trans. Yeah. And, uh, I think I was probably conflating those two things anyway. Yeah. I mean, um, I definitely couldn't say with authority if that's the case, but I think in the context of the show, it was very much like, I'm, I'm, I'm actually a woman. Oh, okay. I'm disguised as a man because the world is sexist AF. Oh, okay. Um, so then, so then, are you saying that Elizabeth Shue would play an old prospector who is a woman disguised as a man, or would she just be straight up playing a man? Yeah, I think I think in the in the in the theatrical world, that's way more common. But I think yeah, she would just be playing a male character. Oh, okay. Again, kind of like Cloud Atlas. That happens, right? 
Yeah, that would be that would be fun because she would have a high pitched voice, and that works for a prospector because yeah, they're like, oh, hello, you know. I'm a prospector. Yeah, that'd be awesome. And 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 Marty's like, why am I attracted to you? (laughs) You're so old and smelly, and a guy. Uh, I'm I'm old man Parker. I rewatching the minute for this. I uh, I I I really like Marty's take on, or he has Michael J. Fox's take on, like when he's muttering about things. Mm-hmm. Uh, when he says, "And a bear, like and he's, a bear," yeah, like he even in his state, he kind of takes a moment. Like oh my God, I ran away from a oh. bear. There was a bear. Oh my God, there was a bear. It'd be cool. It'd be cool if Maggie was like, "Oh yeah, it's a bear." He's not so bad once you get to know him. Rather fine He's like the family bear. <laughs> no, that would actually be really great as if he's doing that and then he opens his eyes and there's just a bear in the room. <laughs> just but like but like it it's dipping its paw into like the, right. the, the, the basin with like a towel. <laughs> right. I had a horrible dream. Ah, bear! Ah! <laughs> just a bear in like a dress. <laughs> it's just the he starts screaming. The bear starts Rawr! screaming. And just and then, and then the bear just runs out of the room. <laughs> and that way that bears do. Yeah, and then and then Leah Thompson as Maggie comes in. She's like, "Oh, you." You scared the bear away. Oh, you scared the bear. <laughs> um, <laughs> the McFly family bear. McFly. You see, like, you go back and there's, like, old black and white photos of them, like, standing around the bear. <laughs> uh, oh, man. Okay. Uh, do, you want me to, do, do you want me to watch Minute 24? Uh, yeah, if that's all you have for 23. I think that's all I have for Minute 23. So uh, All right. Uh, like, 24. be sure to go to duelinggenre.com. <laughs> no. All right, minute 24. Here we go. Yeah. Hello and welcome so, again to Back to the Future Minute. Uh, <laughs> today we're going back to Minute 24, which begins with uh, Martin McFly saying Maggie and ends with Seamus McFly saying Maggie. Mm. I didn't notice that. Yeah, yeah. I guess that's true. Yeah. Huh. So uh, I really begins love... Begins and ends with Michael J. Fox saying say, Maggie. Maggie! Uh, <laughs> I love... I, I'm really digging Leah Thompson's performance. I like how she's kind of vaguely um kind of like puffy or like defensive. Like no, oh like that's Mrs. McFly. Don't you be forgetting the misses. Where it's like he's not doing anything, but it's kind of like from her perspective, in the classic Baines fashion, she might have caught a little bit of a crush on this unconscious guy. Mm-hmm. And is now, you know, that thing where like you're telling yourself something by telling someone else something. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. Like maybe in a uh, weird pro- way projecting projecting. Yeah. She's like, it's my husband. And then she kind of gives him a look like, don't try anything, mister. And it's like, 
it's hilarious because she's probably like weirdly drawn to him because he looks vaguely like her husband. Right. It's true. So um, yeah. I I am really into the way she says Eastwood. Eastwood. Yeah. It's Eastwood. Awesome. Mr. Oh, Eastwood. So good. So, Mr. Eastwood. So let's talk about Marty's choice of 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 nom of, of nom de guerres. <laughs> yeah. I get it's it's set up. You can't you can't say it's not set up because he talks about loving Clint Eastwood and yeah, just like loving Clint Eastwood. Like I mean, I believe he's referenced in this movie before, right? I uh, I don't I don't I I, I the only time that the, he's referenced is uh, when he says I don't remember. Clint Eastwood ever dress ever looking like this or ever dressing like this. Yeah, I, I guess that is the one little like setup to yeah. this. Um, Clint Eastwood seems like a pre. I bet like that name checks out in 1885, right? Like she doesn't look at she doesn't look, that's a weird name. You know what I mean? Oh no no I don't think so. I think what, that's I think what, that's fine. What nationality is Clint Eastwood? I mean he's hella white I, Irish. Like, is he Irish? Let me look this up. I I would imagine he would. I don't know if it would tell you. Clint Eastwood. I don't know. I, I he seems Irish to me. God, he's eighty six. Because he's super pale, yeah. really skinny. Maybe 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 Irish with like a little Italian something like that. Sully Eastwood is of. English, Irish, Scottish, and Dutch ancestry. He oh, is okay. He is descended from Mayflower passenger William Bradford, and through this line is the twelfth generation of his family born in North America, and the thirteenth generation to live in North America. That's it. That's insane that they have that much detail about the Eastwood family tree. That was on Wikipedia. I didn't even. That's have to, that's unbelievable. I didn't even have to dig that honest. far for that. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Um, so, so yeah, so the, so the name Eastwood wouldn't wouldn't uh, I don't think would bat any eyes. Yeah. Um. So yeah. So uh, Maggie, maybe Clint would. Yeah, Clint's a little modern. That that does seem a little that that seems like a like a early 1900s kind of Clint. N- Clint. It sounds like a it sounds like a movie star. Was that the movie star's name in Rocketeer? It seems like it would be. Or was it the or is that the Rocketeer's name? Oh, Timothy Dalton. Yeah, or is that the Rocketeer's name? Is his name Clint? Let me look that up. I think it is. Oh, they or should something make, like that. They should make a sequel to the Rocketeer. Aren't they? Are, are they, they making? Oh, yeah, aren't they making the Rocketeers? Isn't that a, a thing? Oh, it has like a, a black, n- a black female lead. I'm pretty sure. I have never heard about this, but sure really. Enough, on July 28th, 2016, it was confirmed that Walt Disney Pictures will be rebooting The Rocketeer with The Rocketeers, uh, mm-hmm. written by Max Winkler and Matt Spicer. Mm-hmm. Uh... Oh, yeah. and it's being produced by uh, L.A. Clippers uh, superstar Blake Griffin. So what's what's his name? It's Clint, isn't it? Oh, I forgot. I got so caught up in the sequel. <laughs> um, oh, Billy Campbell plays Cliff. Cliff. That's right. Yeah. Okay. And Timothy Dalton's character was named Neville Sinclair. 
Neville Sinclair. That's a, those are some good names. That's a good, we, 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 we don't talk about the Rocketeer enough on the show, but yeah, well, uh, Rocketeer minute coming soon. I think mm. in April. Really? Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. Um, there's them. a lot of old Hollywood stuff to talk about when you talk about that. That's very true. Yeah, I guess there is like a lot. You can, I mean, you can go Howard Hughes alone. You know, right? Exactly. It's actually yeah, that's. Yeah. I, I was. I'm sorry for being so dismissive. That actually, I believe. Be. I believe we have uh, an invitation to be on a particular minute for that show. Um, I'll tell you the particular minute off off mic, but it's Back to the Future related. So, oh, cool. It's so it's when it's when Martin. It's when uh, Michael J. Fox shows up. Right. Yeah. Nah, Rocketeers. <laughs> <laughs> Rocketeers. Uh yeah, so um what were we talking about? Oh yeah, so so Clint feels like a little modern for 1885. Mm-hmm. Uh I I feel like he should have been like um uh I mean I like that he's Clint Eastwood over like John Wayne. Yeah. But like John Eastwood or yeah, I, I feel like John Eastwood or something like that would have been better. But I guess, yeah. but like John isn't very iconic. So then it's like, well, who is he talking about? And I guess you could assume it would be John Wayne, but it wouldn't be like instantly recognizable. So I'm Doc Holliday. Clint, Clint Eastwood. Clint Eastwood works well enough, I think. I'm Doc Holliday. Yeah, yeah. A- See, he can't. He can't do that because that's a yeah. real person. That's, but that's a real person. You're Doc Holliday. Well, I'm going to Doc Holliday. The Sausage King of Chicago. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. Yeah, Doc Doc Holliday. Wow, yeah, he died in 1887. Oh, like two years later. Wow. Of tuberculosis. Not a a great way to go out. Nope. Um, Man, he was a weird looking dude. He did not look like Val Kilmer. Hmm. I'm few people do few people look like Val Kilmer. So we're introduced to William McFly, the first McFly to be born in America. Yeah. Uh, the, we, we talked about the weird nuance confusion of that sentence, but yeah. Oh, right. Yeah. yeah. That was a little weird, but um, yeah, William, uh, you're going to meet a, a, a future version of William uh, at, at one point in the game. Hell yeah, you will. Yeah. And it's so a that's, bummer. Uh, that's exciting for you. Why is it a bummer? Hey, I mean, he's kind of weird, right? No. Oh, maybe I'm thinking of. Oh, I was thinking of. of uh, oh, you're thinking of William's son. Yes, I was thinking of William's yeah. son. Okay, yeah. The yeah. one that gets beaten to death and left outside. Oh, keep, of the, right. <laughs> left outside no, no, of no, the, no. Not him. Yeah, okay. Yeah, uh, that's William's son. So, do you know the first Corelli? That, to be born in America? Uh, yes. Ah, who was it? I believe it's, I believe it was my, not my great grandpa, but, or is it? No, it was. I think it's my great grandpa. Oh, cool. Yeah. Wow. I, so I, you're I, only like a fourth generation. Yeah, I think so. I think that's right. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. I mean, um, only fourth. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, Kabul compared to Clint Eastwood, who's like the twelfth. Yeah, I guess that's true. Yeah, yeah. I mean, um, I think men- I think my I think my family came here in like the early 1900s, like during like the immigration boom. Sure. Of the 
early 1900s. Yeah. Well, they sure. were well, they were banished from Italy because your your great grandfather witnessed a, a a hit. Well, my 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 uh, one of my ancestors was a bullfighter. Really? Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, that's where my because because you know like how my my actual my legal first name is Lawrence. Oh my um, god! Is that the first time you've said that on air? I don't know, maybe. Okay. Uh, but like it's weekend edition, no rules. Um, so true. my my legal first name is Lawrence. Scott's my middle name, and I go by that because Lawrence is like a family name, and so like every firstborn male in my family has Lawrence as their first name. And before my grandpa, uh, it was actually Lorenzo because oh. Lorenzo Corelli was the name of the famous bullfighter. Wow, family. Yeah. So do you think in the the Back to the Future of your life that Lorenzo Corelli would be played by you? God, no, I don't think so. Or your dad. Because those are the rules. It has to be, has to be either a, a Marty <laughs> or a George. But I don't play my grandpa and neither does my dad. So I don't. That's true. I don't know. I, that's that's a tough one. Um, yeah. I'll just say yes for the sake of it. But <laughs> so. There's a really adorable. I, I don't. Uh, I don't mean to be like. I don't, I don't mean that in a condescending way. But uh, Leah Thompson has a really adorable line reading of when uh, she's like, "Oh, he likes you, Mister Eastwood," which is like, I guess. I mean, <laughs> it's, a, it's a baby. It's not. It's not. It's not. It's not, he's not yeah, he's not crying. <laughs> it wasn't even. He wasn't even crying before, was he? He was like whining, wasn't he? That's true. He was kind of like. I mean, that's the reason she walked out there. She that's just true. like that's, that's go right. out there for no reason. Like, oh, William. Um, <laughs> yeah, man. So I'm, I'm, and then, and then, uh, Seamus just like barges into the house holding a rifle, and he's like, "Maggot." Yeah, they seem like a really loving family. This seems like a really chill home. It does. It does. It's a nice little cabin. Because it's immigrants like these that make America great, right, Scott? True. Anyway, it's, uh, it's immigrants of all kinds. <laughs> that was me. That that pause was me, like looking into the camera. Uh-huh. Um, uh, okay. Let, let's oh, see, see for a second, for a second, I thought I I did it the wrong way because I thought when you said immigrants like these, I thought you were emphasizing these because oh, they were white. They were, oh no, no, no! And I was like, I was like, oh shit, did I do that wrong? No, you're fine. <laughs> yeah, no, I just, I just did like entrapment. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah, I was like, uh, no, all Im- no, all immigrants make this country great. Yeah. Did you see that Budweiser commercial? No, I, I saw you share it, but no, I haven't seen it yet. Oh my god, it's so good. That's good. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if I'm gonna. So the Super Bowls today, guys, and then uh, I don't know if I'm gonna watch it. I'm not. I know, but well, I know you're not. But yeah, <laughs> I do kind of. I do really want to see Lady Gaga's halftime show, but I could always watch that later. Yeah, it's true. Um, all um, right, 25? Yeah, let's, let's watch minute 25. Uh, that was minute so 20, minute, minute, minute 25. Minute 25. <laughs> oh, I love Seamus so much. Begins with... Uh, Seamus, uh, showing a very, very excited, pleased Maggie that he has supper. 
uh, in the form of two two rabbits. It ends with Maggie setting down a bull really aggressively. Yeah. Maggie, I got supper. (laughs) Just two cone. To be two huge rabbits. The hairs, probably. Hairs, yeah. Oh, they're running with, um, what's the name of the god in Watership Down? (laughs) I don't know. Okay. I've never seen Watership Down. I don't know. All the world will be your enemy, and they will kill you if they catch you. But first, they must catch you. (laughs) R.I.P. John Hurt. Yeah, so those those hairs are super dead. And, okay, so let's break this down. You didn't know, I mean, eating was not guaranteed back in 1885, right? Especially for, you know, two Irish immigrants and their baby living 20 miles outside of town. Well, I imagine they have some sort of, you know, crop or something. It looks like it looks like um, Maggie has a bunch of potatoes. Yeah. Over uh, by uh, where she's working on stuff. Her little her little workshop counter. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, I, I think they would have eaten. But whether yeah. or not you had meat, I don't think was. Yeah, a, I'm just saying like guarantee. that's like a hell of a fine. He, he caught two huge fat hairs. Yeah, that's why she was so excited. Yeah, man. Did you see her face? She yeah, just she's, like she's, lights she's, up when Seamus enters the room. She was like, oh, you are getting laid tonight, my friend. <laughs> we're having another baby. We're having, that. this is hair. This because is, we're Catholic and we having. do not believe in birth control. No. <laughs> well, was was there birth control in 1885? I don't, well, I mean, there was. Well, yeah, of I, there, was, there, there, there was. There was always that, but I don't. Yeah, I don't, right. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know That's if there was saying. I don't know if there was any like medicine or pills you can take. No, like, no, I don't think so. Okay. No. Um. So yeah, and then we cut to the um, the 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 McFly family dinner, and um, that that rabbit meat looks super realistic. It does. It's like kind of greasy. It's kind of greasy, and it doesn't look like there's a lot of meat on it. And yeah. but it's still like there's. I mean, he has two huge pieces of it because there's two of them. I'm just this is like a really bountiful meal for them, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think so. The joke of this is kind of that their meal is gross or that it's like old fashioned. But I do just want to say the cornbread that they have looks delicious. Well, I like honestly the, like the, I think the the rabbit actually does kind of look good. I mean, buckshot aside. Um, yeah, yeah. It kind of looks like uh, it kind of looks like Korean barbecued pork almost i think yeah yeah kind of reminds me of so yeah they're eating and he's like how did you you know like i would would bother me mr acewood is how you woke up without like some boots or your your hat and your horse so he's like oh i my horse broke down (laughs) which is like he ran out of gas he ran out of gas so i had to shoot it (laughs) and then he's like okay he says i buried my boots what does that mean no, a bear ate my boots. Oh, a bear ate my... Okay, cool. I thought he said I buried my boots. <laughs> the, the hell? Why? <laughs> Why would you do that? <laughs> with the horse. I buried him with the horse. <laughs> you know, custom, you bury your boots with your horse. <laughs> Isn't that what you you idiots out here do? Isn't that you backwoods savages do? You. <laughs> so... A ba- I love that a bear, now that I know that, a bear ate my boots gets no reaction from Seamus at all. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, wouldn't be the first time. He's like, oh, the bear, you met the bear. 
Yeah. Oh, many boots. Many boots have I gone through. Some say the bear is actually a crazy old man. (laughs) Bear hermit. Bear hermit dog. Uh, So, so, uh, uh, Maggie, I'm going to call her Leah. Maggie pours uh, Marty some, some filthy brown water. Yeah, um, some well water, I presume. And uh, Marty kind of gets a second to kind of really count his his blessings in the form of uh, in the form of shotgun pellets. Yeah, like one he gets to count his blessing in the form of shotgun pellets, one by one, out of his mouth. Do you ever? I've never. Man, I have never in my life. I am. I am so. I am so blessed and so privileged. I have. I don't think I've ever drank unfiltered water in my life. I you know. I don't think so. I don't think I have either. Like water that wasn't in some way, like purified or like from a. Have you ever? Have you ever drank like? I mean, never mind. I guess I've drank like lake water while camping. Mm. I know you're not. Okay. So, I know you're not. But one time I was just like I was hiking and I was like, oh my god, water! And I just drank out of the lake. And then right. there, and there was a bear across the river, and he was like, give me your boots. Yeah. <laughs> so I buried them. <laughs> so I buried them, and he couldn't find them. <laughs> if I can't have them, no one can. That almost sounds like an old wife's tale. Like, now, if you see a bear, bury your boots. So we can't, uh, so but we... yeah, so if you drank lake water, that's unfiltered. Yeah, sure. But I, I, I guess I'm just like, oh, wow, I'm really, because I'm sure, I mean, there are people in this country unfortunately that that haven't had clean drinking water um right. i don't know just just uh, just little moments like that are like wow we're really lucky look how far we've come or some of <laughs> right. us um so there are two moments in this minute that are delightful there's just something about seamus he's like kind of i don't want to say creepy because he's not creepy but just the the shot of him be like i'll tell you what i'm gonna do mr eastwood <laughs> <laughs> right, <laughs> like, he's just so immediately offering. Right, I'll I'll take you right into town, or you can. I'll give he's you very out. helpful. He is. You know, it's just it's just the they kind of the McFlies represent kind of like the best of what it means to be an American. Mm-hmm. You know, these people came from across an ocean and they don't have any drinking water, but they're, they're, they're giving their food and their drink and their hats and their services to this stranger that has like irreversible brain damage. Right. Have you ever had like, I've never had like a visitor. I've never, I like, I've never even the idea of seeing like an unconscious person, like outside my house and being like, right (laughs) we got another one i don't know yeah i don't know i don't know if i would i i don't i don't know what i would do in that scenario yeah like you you i mean back back then i guess it would be different because i guess so i i don't know because like now you would be like you would see them and you just kind of like well what what happened what's the situation that led to this moment yeah like, are they running from the police? Like, are like, you know, am I, if I take them inside, like, are they going to try to kill me? Like, I. That's the thing. Yeah. But, you know, it, I'm sure it was pretty dangerous back then, too, because he could have been like a bandit or. Like, not, not in that outfit. <laughs> oh, no, that's true. That's true. He does. He doesn't look very 
alarming. <laughs> yeah, threatening. Yeah. Maggie, a small little boy in a pink shirt is outside. <laughs> uh, uh, Marty lands in the fence. He's like, Maggie, <laughs> I've got supper. <laughs> I've got supper. Seamus, that's a... Seamus, the flies used to be used to be cannibals. <laughs> yeah, of course they did. Uh, I'm sure at first. <laughs> at first. Sometimes you got to eat a person. Well, you know, you got to do what you got to do, right? You got to do what you got to do. But yeah, man, I really, I, I guess, I guess the this is kind of the um, the cousin or like the the update continuation or what have you of the. Um, the McFly dinner scene in part one and the McFly pizza dinner scene in part two. Right. And this is by far, I think the warmest friendliest iteration of that scene. Oh yeah. You know, it's almost like if, if the McFly's in the eighties would kind of, they could use a bit of this just kind of, yeah. Cause like the, I mean, we, 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 we see them so little in this movie, but the 1880s McFly seem to really like take care of each other and love each other. Mm-hmm. And, well, they don't have uh they don't have a TV to distract them. That's true. You know, there's Seamus isn't watching the honeymooners and trying not to remember how he met his wife. Right. And uh and and he's not watching like like five channels on VR. That's either. true. That's true. Yeah. Oh. So But yeah, good week. I really liked your uh your you guys' discussion of uh of like film comedy this minute on the show. Huh. Um I too am a fan of every every frame of painting. Mm-hmm. Or whatever. Um <laughs> No, that's I think that's what it's called. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, good good minute. I like the I like I like the McFlies. We get to see a little bit more of them next week when I am a co host. Right. Uh with uh <laughs> Naomi Wong. With 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 uh, Lorelai Swift herself, another immigrant. <laughs> right. Well, not yet. Is Lorelai an American citizen? Oh, Lorelai. Yeah, Lorelai. Lorelai. Yeah, I would assume Lorelai is an is an immigrant. Yeah, I, I'd say she has her her, her visa. Her, her visa. visa yeah. I, I, yeah. I could see her being. I think for some reason it feels right to me that she maybe has dual citizenship. Yeah, because I don't yeah. think she, I don't think she would give up her Scottish citizenship. Well, she's it, rich enough that that's an option. So yeah, she could just cut yeah. through all the tape, right? But yeah, we never um, talked about that. But yeah, I, I think I think Canon Canon she has dual citizenship, right? <laughs> right. Uh, and Naomi has recently uh, traveled. She's now taking. Is, is she living in Canada yet? No, I don't think that happens until March. No, oh, cool. That's next month. Yeah. Oh man, January flew by. Thank God. I know. I know. Don't don't remind me. I don't know. I'm kind of I'm kind of glad. And <sighs> a lot a lot of shit went down in January. I I know, but like I I need time to get some ducks in a row. Oh right, I'm run right. out of time for of things. Course, so. Of course, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, yeah. So so yeah, Naomi Swift. Uh, Naomi Swift. <laughs> I think we even I think we even say that on the show next week, and she was into it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but Naomi Wong on the show next week. Uh, first time since uh, since Marty first walked the streets of 1955. Yeah. Who 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 was the who was our guest when Marty walked around 2015 Hill Valley? If I'm not mistaken, I believe it was Zach Luna. Oh well, good. That's a good trade. That that that, that yeah. that's about even to me. Um, yeah, I believe it was Zach Luna. Um, 
But uh, yeah, so uh, so Naomi Wong next week. We go. She's a delight. Off, she is. We go off the rails several times. Oh, I can't even um, remember what we talk about, but I'm sure you're. Right. And it was a thing where I kept trying to cut out some of the moments where we went off the way off the rails. But then we would always reference it again by the end of the episode, so I was forced to leave it all in. So uh, it's like uh, it's like when you notice a bit of like a continuity error when you're editing editing a movie, right? And you're like, shit, I can't. There's no way to edit around this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, so, uh, so yeah, some interesting episodes next week for sure. Yeah, I'm. Ex- um, you, guys, you guys are gonna have a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah. Naomi, uh, the vo- literally the voice of dueling genre. Right. That's very true. And of course, uh, thanks again uh, to Michael Barrity. And if you haven't yes. checked out, if you haven't checked out um, his uh, YouTube channel, Belated Media, check that out. Check out the uh, What If the Prequels Were Good yeah. uh, series that especially, he did. Especially and, episode two. Yeah. And well, all of them. They're all I good. But say. episode two is like uh, my personal favorite. Well, but they all connect. They all tell one story. Oh, so that's true. Well, well, yeah, watch all of them. Yeah, yeah. Without without seeing part one, there's a character that's in that's heavily in part two that you would be like, what? Yeah. Why? Yeah. Um. Anyway. Uh. So yeah, check that out, and then also check out his podcast, the Sorting Hat Podcast, which uh, uh, I think there are like four or five episodes in and they're, they're easy listening. They're like, they're like 20 minute episodes. Whoa. You know, he would be a really good Harry Potter minute guest. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Yeah. Most likely. Um, but yeah, sorting hat, uh, podcast, pretty cool. They, they, they sort inanimate things. Oh, great. In, in, <laughs> inanimate items or objects. What, what kind of, uh, House. Uh, what 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 house does uh, pumpkin pie get sorted into? Uh, Hufflepuff. Yeah. Well, see. So there you go. So that's the kind of thing that they talk about. That's amazing. What a great. Whenever you, I'm always so impressed when someone in 2017 or whenever that started is able to come up with an original podcast idea. Well, we've thought we we thought of one. We just haven't ever done it. Um, right. We we talked about uh, American treasures. Yes, that's true. Yeah, yeah, we wanted to do that one where we 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 pick someone and then our us and like some guests decide if that person is an American treasure or not. Yeah, like John Goodman. Right. So we'll we'll do an episode like John Goodman, and then the question is: Is John Goodman an American treasure? And we go through everything and we debate the merits of that. Nicholas Cage is Nicholas Cage an American treasure? I guess he's a hard... national treasure, but is he an American, American treasure? Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I guess the um I guess the only downside with that show would be getting to someone we love and then getting to the conclusion that they might not be an American treasure. Right. Yeah. Like I want to believe that Keanu Reeves is an American treasure. But is he? But I yeah, I don't know. That would be So we we've talked about that, but we would have to figure out exactly how how that show would work in order to do it um mm-hmm. and and quite frankly we have enough shows on our plates so yes you I don't think it's ever gonna happen right i don't think it's ever gonna happen um but uh what could happen is the uh is the is the the news related the dueling genre news thing where nick and i and a and a guest um talk about uh entertainment news chosen by our patrons if that's something that you guys want to hear and that would be available to everyone it wouldn't be a patreon exclusive podcast the, oh, the no, patreon be, yeah. 
the Patreon exclusive portion of it is choosing the stories that we talk about. Mm-hmm. Um, but the podcast would be for everyone. So if that's something that you want to have exist in the world, then become a patron for $5 and you'll get access to, you know, all of the no roads edition. You'll get access to second breakfast, the Lord of the Rings weekend edition, um, with, uh, Cassandra and Norman, which just started up. And, uh, all of the geek by night special features. You'll the get quibbler. You'll get, yeah. You'll get, no, no, no. The quibblers is age. Harry Potter men have their own, um, Patreon. Oh, uh, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, they have their own Patreon. Um, but yeah, so you'll have uh, you'll get access to all the Geek by Night special features. You'll get the stickers and stuff like that, um, and uh, any other future Patreon exclusive content. Uh, you get everything for five dollars a month. That's all we ask for. Everything above that is for chances to win, like guest spots on the show and stuff yeah. like that. But um, all of that is. Whatever the five dollars gets you all of the bonus content we release. So sounds like a good um, deal to me. Yeah. So if you've been thinking about it and you haven't done it yet, it really does help us out a lot. It helps us pay for things. Uh, so go check it out. See if it's worth your five bucks. And uh, we will appreciate it if you do. And now, of course, we come to the part of the show uh, where we uh, thank all of our patrons by their first name. Uh, at the end of every episode of uh, of uh, No Roads Edition. Um, so uh, we would like to thank our friends in time, Allison, Benjamin, Benny, Brian, Chan, Clinton, Daniel, David, David, Donna, Ed, Eric, Eric, Healy, Hill Valley Preservation Society, Itty, John, Catherine, Kevin, Kyle, Leaper182, Lewis, Martin, Michael, Michael, Nathaniel, Nicole, Noah, not another Ainley team from Malastare movie. Uh, oh, they must be, they must be, uh, they must be a Star Wars Minute, uh, Star Wars Minute uh, subscriber as well. Oh, um, is that an joke? Yeah, it's probably an in joke because what they everyone on Star Wars Minute they all changed their names to be like Star Wars puns and stuff, so it must be uh-huh. something to do with that. Uh, Celestina, yeah, Steve. can you imagine having imagine turning your name into a pun every episode? Yeah, I know. I know. Well, they all they all do it. Um, <laughs> well, they they all do a different one though. You just do the same one. I've been doing um, the same one for like three years. Right, right, right. Uh, so yeah, so, uh, we'd like to thank our friends in time. Celestino 118, Steve, Susan Taggart, Tierney, Tony, and Zoe. Um, Thanks so much. Can can we just take a moment? Uh, I don't know if you noticed that back there a few seconds ago, but we have two patrons named Martin and Lewis. Do it. That's oh, pretty- Lu- yeah, Lewis, Lewis, and Martin. That's yeah. pretty cool, Martin and Lewis. Yeah, that is cool. Huh? Yeah, Dean. Cool. Uh, Dean sings the songs, and uh, Lewis tells the jokes. It's true. Uh. Remember the Titans. Anyway, uh- <laughs> remember the Titans. <laughs> uh, all right. So thanks, uh, thanks to all of them. And of course, if you want to hear your name uh, talked about. Every week, then uh, you can become a patron and uh, hear your name. That's a thing. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. 
And yeah, um, and so thanks for listening to the special public access edition of uh, Back to the Future No Roads edition. Yeah, and uh, we'll talk to you tomorrow on Monday with Minute 26. Bye. Bye.